Welcome back to Season 2 of That's So Second Millennium, the Catholic Science Podcast, where we look forward to the new synthesis in the new millennium between faith, philosophy, and science. This is Episode 62 of That's So Second Millennium. Today we're happy, very happy, to have Jonathan Lunin, the Vice President of the Society of Catholic Scientists, on the podcast to do one last preview here as we are entering the final countdown to the uh, 2019 Society of Catholic Scientists conference on the topic of what does it mean to be human. So we'll get his insights on the society, how it's grown so far, and how this current conference came together. We are really grateful to have Jonathan Lunin on the podcast today. He's a prominent planetary scientist. He teaches at Cornell. He's a member of the National Academy of Sciences. He's won a URI award in planetary science and holds a number of other academic distinctions. He's worked with the radar and other instruments on the Cassini mission to Saturn. He's a co-investigator on the Juno mission now in orbit at Jupiter, as well as on the MISE instrument for the upcoming Europa Clipper mission. He's on the science team for the James Webb Space Telescope, which will focus on characterization. His part will focus on characterization of extrasolar planets and Kuiper Belt objects. He holds, you know, he's just a, he's a he's really pl- prominent planetary scientist, and we're really grateful to have him not only on the podcast, but as a member of the board and vice president of the Society of Catholic Scientists. Dr. Lunin, now, as you'll note if you uh, read the liner notes, I'm recording this as an emergency uh, uh, supplement to the episode, so <laughs> this is not live. I'm, having, I'm splicing into the live part of the episode. But, Dr. Lunin... <laughs> Tell your side of the story of the beginning of the Society of Catholic Scientists. Steve had been thinking about this for a while. I didn't know that. Um, but I had, uh, over a period of a, a year or so, thought that uh, some sort of a society that would help to encourage particularly young scientists to uh, maintain their faith uh, in what is an increasingly, I think, hostile world to the idea of uh, individuals who both have religious faith and are scientists, that we needed such a society, and uh, in particular one that uh, catered to, to uh, Catholics. And so I had read an interview uh, with Steve in America magazine uh, and uh, thought that it would be interesting to contact him. And so I did, and uh, it turned out that uh, we indeed were both thinking in the same direction. Yeah, indeed, and it's and it's uh, it's begun uh, succeed it's uh, succeeded surprisingly delightfully well. It's been a remarkable success. Uh, it took us uh, a, a couple of years to set up the society. One of the things that Steve felt was very important was that uh, we be a, an official organization uh, in the church directory, and that we uh, go through the process of having a bishop moderator and uh, having bylaws that had been vetted through uh, through canon law. And, uh, you know, initially I thought, well, why are we going through all this trouble? But it, it turns out that it's an extremely wise move because it shows that this really is an organization that is um, not only a Catholic organization, but is really uh, through its members in full communion with the church. So, uh, That process was long but successful, and as soon as we became an official organization, the membership numbers began to climb, and uh, we are uh, well above a thousand members at this point. Mm, That's great. Yeah, that's that's amazing, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. 
So, so you've been on the board from the beginning. Um, so what, uh, you know, in those, uh, the bylaws that the, uh, the SCS has, what, what does the board do day to day, month to month in terms of uh, working, you know, making, making sure the society is working? What is, what is the work that it's doing right now? Well, <clears throat> to understand that, I think we have to review the purpose of the society. And, and there are really four different uh, elements to the purpose. One is to foster fellowship among Catholic scientists. Uh, second is to witness to the harmony between the vocation of scientists and the life of faith. Uh, the third is to be a forum for uh, discussion, reflection, uh, questions concerning the relationship of science and the Catholic faith in particular. And then to act as a resource for um, educators, Catholic uh, pastors and lay people, journalists, members of the general public who have questions about this. So um, <clears throat> in doing this, of course, we're not speaking for the Catholic Church or for all Catholic scientists as a whole. Um, we are speaking to the extent that the whole society is speaking uh, for our own members, but hopefully reflecting uh, what is in a... Um, uh, a very clear and uh, definitive message that uh, science and faith are uh, two uh, sides of uh, a, uh, a coherent and uh, a harmonious life, if you will. So the board itself uh, is essentially um, the management of the society. We control, uh, we manage and control the affairs of the society. Uh, we have been uh, along with uh, some uh, volunteers uh, from the general membership planning the, the meetings in terms of the themes of the meeting and uh, selecting speakers, uh, doing the organization for the meeting. Uh, we've been setting up various other activities, uh, including a website uh, and uh, a, um, a question and answer forum that has been uh, moderated for us by one of our members. Uh, and as well, uh, essentially uh, um, looking for opportunities for publicity for the society that will allow us to uh, obtain new members uh, and to keep the society growing. Now, um, our goal is to um, be able to generate enough uh, committees of uh, members that a lot of these day-to-day -day activities will be uh, conducted by uh, the membership rather than by the board, with the board having fiduciary oversight of these. Um, we have been focusing on getting our our uh, meetings going, our annual meetings going, and our, our membership rolls up. And I think we're at the point now where we, we will transition to a, a broader base of active involvement by the members themselves. Yeah, that's... So a goal, and hopefully we'll talk about that more at the uh, membership meeting at the uh, at the conference coming up on uh, on June 9th. So, what is the what's the biggest challenge right now? It probably, I mean, a lot of it. It sounds like probably just the bandwidth of the board and the need to get, uh, you know, to transition to having more of the membership involved with uh, different aspects of the outreach. Bandwidth is is probably the biggest challenge. Um, all of us are busy with our academic and scientific lives as well, and. Uh, it's a standard flaw of the academic to take on more than uh, he or she can actually do. Uh, we want to try to avoid that. Um, given the size of our membership now and the rapid growth of the society, um, making sure that we are able to engage our members uh, effectively and uh, get people 
involved in doing things, you know, while they're interested uh, and have, you know, while they have the enthusiasm of new members, I think is the other important challenge at this point. Yeah, having some structure to latch on to is, is very helpful for, you know, everything from your Knights and Columbus Council on up to something like this in terms of having something for people to do. Yeah, organization is everything. It's, it helps an awful lot. helps an awful lot. That's why we're not Quakers, <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> um, so, you, so you alluded to uh, the role of the board and other members in, in choosing the topics for the conference. So could you discuss a little bit how we came to so the topic, of course, for this year's conference is what does it mean to be human? At what point did that, uh, did that idea first get broached, and, and how did that get to be selected as the topic? When we started with our first conference, which was two years ago, um, that topic, which was origins, kind of came up naturally given uh, the the composition of the the board, which uh, consists of um, uh, essentially uh, four physicists and uh, three biologists, and so uh, that was an easy one. And then we felt that having done a conference that was very much um, astronomical and and physical in some ways that we wanted to explore the questions about the human mind. And so uh, the conference last year held at uh, Catholic University uh, was devoted to that uh, and to the question of, you know, whether mind, in fact, is something that's explicable purely in terms of matter or uh, is, in fact, more than just uh, the meat that's inside the head, if you will. And so uh, having uh, had a successful conference on that topic, um, we thought we could go in a couple of different directions. We could go back to the physics and the astronomy, maybe talk about uh, questions of life elsewhere, uh, or uh, we could explore a topic that has tremendous societal impact and relevance directly today and I think is becoming uh, even more uh, relevant as we watch uh, the various debates that go on in our own country in particular about life and when life begins and so forth. And that is, you know, what is it that really makes us human? Are we simply animals with a sophisticated enough neurobiology that that creates self-awareness and uh, the illusion of free will, if you will? Or uh, is there a soul uh, that has been implanted by God that makes humans uh, unique uh, among the creatures uh, of his creation. And so um, we found that we could get uh, quite an exciting uh, group of speakers on that topic. And uh, so we definitely, definitely had to go there, even though I love talking about looking for life elsewhere in the cosmos from a science point of view. This was really, uh, I think, the right time to do this topic. Yeah, yeah, the right time, arguably as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is critical. It is. You know, we're doing it all over the place, and of course, in the immediate aftermath of the, uh, you know, the the controversy over the Chinese scientists, you know, yes, edit, editing right. the genes of uh, of twin girls. Yes, that's right. Yep, designer babies. Yep, it's already it's already begun. It's already begun. So we have, gosh, what is it, three or four or five invited speakers, somewhere between three and five, I think. Something of that order. That's right. Yeah. At yeah. least at least Stephen Niven and Connor Cunningham and Maureen Condick. And Marie George, of course. Of course. Marie George. Marie George. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And uh, from our own board, Nicanor Ostriaco. 
Mike Flynn uh, giving the the banquet address. Yep. The banquet address. Okay. So yeah. So quite a number. So so uh, and of course a fascinating diversity of people's uh, focuses and specialties from you know Murray George and Michael Flynn and uh, Connor Cunningham being more in the humanities, if you will. Yes. So one of the things that um, is I believe um, becoming a signature of our meetings, and I have to be a little careful because two meetings is not a trend, but, uh, you know, we can try to call it that. Yeah, it is. And draw a line through them is the, the multidisciplinary nature of our conferences. Uh, you know, you could go to a conference on uh, neurobiology, or you could go to a conference on cosmic origins, and you'd hear a lot of interesting talks, but I doubt you would hear a philosopher or a theologian get up at some point and give an exposition on the theological or philosophical implications of some scientific point. And so what is unique about our conferences is the, the real breadth across not just scientific disciplines, but um, all academic disciplines, including the humanities, while at the same time um, ensuring that we have excellent speakers and people who are really leaders in their field. And my hope is that as the years go by, if we can maintain uh, this kind of breadth and quality, that uh, we will become known um, not only for the, the goals of society, but for the quality of these meetings and the distinctive nature of these meetings that we run. Bill? I was going to ask, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, given that uh, desire and uh, this this is the, the time to become better known because of the relevance to society and social issues, I'm thinking about journalists being very interested in, in covering uh, such conversations. Uh, but I'm wondering, um, you, you've interacted uh, already with a number of uh, journalists. I know like uh, with Ira Flato on, on the uh, Cassini project, et cetera. But um, what, what's your impression of uh, uh, how this, uh, uh, this conference and the society in general might best be uh, interacting with journalists and vice versa? Uh, 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 is it a natural fit for journalists uh, and the stories that they would want to write? Well, it's a natural fit for some journalists, uh, but I think that uh, there's the issue, of course, of journalists who regard themselves as science journalists uh, and for which uh, discussions of faith or religion or the, the implications of the science uh, there too are really out of their purview. Uh, and so one, one has to, uh, I think, um, woo people into being interested in this area. We've had you know, plenty of success in um, Catholic uh, and uh, Christian uh, websites and journalists uh, in getting um, interest and having articles written and so forth. I think, you know, we uh, crossing over to the frontier of of uh, mainstream science journalism has perhaps been more difficult, but all we need to do is uh, get um, a, a mainstream science journalist to come spend some time at one of these uh, conferences and that will break things open. Having said that, we, we've gotten quite a lot of press and I think that uh, it, you know the, the natural in interest in these topics in and of themselves 
as well as their relationship to faith has been making, uh, allowing us to have a substantial amount of publicity. Fair enough. The number of uh, scientists who uh, find it easy to find the compatibility of religion and, and science, uh, uh, that's become clear with the growth of the organization. Do you think we might be surprised by the number of journalists who are also interested in making that uh, crossover or examining that uh, compatibility? Well, it's an interesting question. I don't really know how to gauge that because my experience with science journalists, uh, and I'm not saying this in a pejorative sense, is that they tend to have, they, they tend to shape their own style of how they pick stories and, and how they write things and who they talk to. Uh, particularly the more experienced ones, you tend to see them go you know, back to the same people over and over again for an opinion on something. And in a sense, it's um, because it's the line of least resistance. You know this person, you can talk to them. But in another, it's just kind of preferences. And so I think science journalists may, in fact, um, may it may be difficult for science journalists, let's say, to really um, – crossover, if you will, and uh, begin to explore uh, the, the philosophical and, and uh, theological side. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we can be hopeful. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, that would be, I think that's probably a good place to call it for this podcast. And uh, we will uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again, hopefully a little bit about yourself and your career. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll also look forward to uh, the conference coming up here in just a, just a week and a half. Yep, it should be great. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, thanks for giving me the chance to talk about it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you once again. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode or one of our previous episodes, please leave us a review on iTunes. iTunes is the biggest distributor of podcasts, and having reviews there will help us reach a wider audience. We would also love it if you posted your review on other services like Google Play and Stitcher as well.